Hello and welcome back to the second opposition preview of the 2019-2020 season here on 7500 to Holt website um, or the podcast links wherever you're finding this. Um, so obviously our next match is against West Ham. I should say it's next week after this dreadful international break that's felt like about a million years. Uh, but today we have Dan from West Ham Fan TV. How are you doing, Dan? Doing good, mate. Doing good. As I said to you off before off camera or off audio. So I'm so used to doing visual. Like <laughs> it's hard for me not to say camera. But uh, yeah, now obviously just looking forward to getting back to the to league football. You know, club football after the old international break. Absolutely, it's a it's a long slog. It's one I wish we didn't have because now I think we have another one. What next month? So it's going to be uh, another one of these, and I'm really not looking forward to that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll get right into it here. We're going to try to keep this one to 15 to 20 minutes. I kind of went over that last time, and I went past everyone's promises. So it is what it is. But anyways, uh, let's go on, and we'll talk about West Ham season so far. How do you feel it's went? Um, is there any, um, I guess, negatives you could take, or uh, I guess, what's the highlight for you so far as well? interesting I mean like obviously the biggest negative was the first game where we lost 5-0 to Man City <laughs> it's funny like how a few games have just changed the perspective because first it was the first two games it was like a, a loss a massive loss to Man City then a, a draw to, against Brighton and you're thinking like oh here we go then obviously we go on to um, beat Watford away and we go and beat Norwich at home and we get a cup win and now you're thinking wow okay we've only lost one game and that was to Man City so yeah, it's looking it's it's looking good. Sebastian Allaire obviously is a bright spark for us. He, he scored, I think, uh, three goals in three games, so he's looking good. Um, but yeah, still some defensive worries that hopefully we seem to be shoring up now. Oh, for sure. Would would you say that I'm gonna? I might say this wrong because uh, like. Quebec and Canada, I'm really close to it, so I can get some pronunciation from French instead of German, but Allaire, hopefully I got that right. <laughs> Which, I think it is Allaire. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've honestly I've heard Holla, Holler, Allaire, it is what it is, I guess, but um, do you yeah. feel like, I, I guess from opposition standpoint, a lot of pundits and just general football fans have said that you guys kind of have a curse when it comes to strikers. You just haven't had that one that could be pinnacle and essentially uh, crucial enough to continue on a long-term basis for West Ham. Do you feel like he could be the one? Yeah, it's looking that way. He looks like he has like all the qualities that you want from a striker. He looks like he's like a combination of 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 like Carroll and Anatovich and a little bit of Hernandez. Like he he has the capabilities, I think, as well for the Premier League. He's quite physical. He can hold the ball up well. Like we've signed like uh, just an ungodly amount of strikers under Golden Sullivan. I'm, I can't remember what the stat was. It was just ridiculous. I'm sure. I think it was like I can't remember what it was, but it was they they. They basically scored hardly any goals between them. Like we've got a bad bad record with strikers, and now um, hopefully, like with with Allaire, he's looking like like I said, three goals in three games. If he can continue that, he's looking like he's going to be an important player, and he'll get assists as well. So it's a player that he's not just looking there for you to just stick the ball on his head or at his feet and him tap it in. He's going to be doing a lot around the pitch. So I'm I'm really hopeful, but with West Ham, I'm I'm always a bit pessimistic. So you're always waiting for it to go wrong. Um, and I'm hoping it's not going to happen with this guy. But uh, yeah, he looks the business. But anyways, we'll get on to Villa season so far. Um, I know a lot of other football fans 
try to stick to mainly their club. Some like to look at the whole Premier League scale as a whole. Um, if you've paid any attention to our season so far, what are your thoughts? And uh, yeah, how do you feel about facing us? I mean, it's an interesting one because from what I've seen, obviously you're going to know a lot more than me. It seems like you guys, attacking-wise, you, you're, you're quite a threat um, going forward. And you re- at, at spells against... Um, Spurs, I think it was you guys played Spurs. You had a really, you know, looked really good against Spurs. Um, but there, there's those defensive errors now. Before the season, a lot of people were comparing Aston Villa to Fulham and saying Aston Villa are going to do a Fulham because they're just the amount of players that you guys have had to go out and sign. So, which is always a worry because you're trying to, you know, make have that many players gel in one season in the first season back in the Premier League, it's difficult. So I think despite that, like you guys have probably looked better like than expected. I thought it would take a little bit longer. Obviously, I think you guys have only won one game, right? Correct. Yeah, that was Everton. Against, um, Everton. Oh, that was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. But uh, it's not as if you was completely terrible in the other games. Um, so it's like... Basically, I thought it was going to take a little bit more time. Obviously, it's still taking that time to gel. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Like I said, obviously, you've still kept some some, some, of, the, um, some of the quality players like Grealish and, and players like that. But, yeah, I mean, how, how, how have you found it as a Villa fan? I'm interested to see like what your expectations were before and then now what you've seen after the first few games. Oh, absolutely. It's a good question. Um, I said this to Jay when we did the uh, preview the other week for the Crystal Palace game, um, basically saying that like you, if you would have said we would have been promoted last season at the start of it, I would have said you're like on drugs or something. Like there was no way. Uh, there was talks of liquidation and all that kind of stuff and being docked points and then the new owners come in and that saves us and the poor start and Bruce leaves and Smith comes in and nothing gets fixed. And then the 10 game and beaten run and promotion, it's uh, a whirlwind. And I've said it before when I'm chatting to James and Danny on our regular podcast after each match, um, we had to buy players. It was, I think within the top four leagues, I think we released the most amount of players. I'm pretty sure um, it, a lot of, players between the ages of 32 to 35 like to, to think about i i think the, the the comparison to fulham from a lot of pundits is very lazy i think it's just easy to look at a dollar value and say well they spent a little bit more a little bit less they're around the same dollar value then well that, that, that that's what's going to happen to them it's a, it is lazy and like if our midfield was like yet glenn whelan and say Grealish. I think we'd be off even worse right now. Um, it, it just it doesn't work. And as much as I love Alan Hutton, I wouldn't want him as a starting right back at that age. It, it's just one of those things. We had a lot of dead wood on big wages. Um, so from that perspective, it was good to see. Uh, it, it takes any club, it takes any players to get uh, used to new surroundings. And yeah, that's how I feel about that. Um, when I look at West Ham briefly, um, you guys, I think you guys are going to be right up there in terms of, I'm going to say, I'll be bold and say top eight. I think you guys have the manager, the squad to do it. Um, whether I think my question for West Ham personally is if it's something you guys can keep up throughout the whole season. Um, last year, I think Arnardovich was a huge, huge buster in terms of uh, 
just momentum and taking really the focus off the team and onto himself. Uh, now that you don't have that, I think that truly benefits that. Um, but yeah, I'll summarize that with our thoughts and your thoughts there. Um, let's move on to the key men for this game. If you were to pick out, let's say, two West Ham players and two Villa players you'd want to look out for in this game, who would you pick? Hmm. Um, all right, well, I'll start with, obviously, start with West Ham. Um, as that's obviously my knowledge area. But uh, obviously, <laughs> I'm going to say, let's, we've talked about Sebastian earlier. Obviously, he's the danger man up front. That's a great movement. Um, like I said, holds that hold-up play very good. Likes uh, a bit of a spectacular over-the-head kick sort of goal as he sort of attempted one against Watford and got the other one and he's also used to do it at Frankfurt he loves like them overhead goals um so yeah he a lot of movement we like I said we spoke about his qualities um other than that Manuel Lanzini has been brilliant for us I think he's in like I think I saw he was in the top four for most chances created in the league so far um this oh wow I didn't even know that yeah he's um he's just signed a brand new contract with us he's um been getting assists he's just a quality player it's just injuries have sort of given a bit of a stop start run in his career so now he seems to be touch wood you know at that Mm -hmm. form and looking to be that guy like we was hoping he would be when Pyatt left we was hoping that Lanzini would come in now and, and and then shine but like I said injuries um slowed him down um, on that, um, so yeah, I'd say them two players are the big ones to, to look out for. Um, for Villa, um, from the players, I know obviously, like I said about earlier, Grealish, he's a player that was linked with Tottenham. There, it was he was a player that if you guys didn't go up, uh, come up, we was looking at, and um, which you did come up. So very highly rated young English player, uh, pace. I think that's I think he could really um, get out of defence. I think he can cause us little quite problems in defensively where we play quite high up the pitch. We play the high line. And I think a player like Grealish, you know, if he can break that high, get past that high line and stay on side, I think that's going to cause us some problems. Um, and then like, apart from that, where you got, you got uh, Wesley, I think was one of your, one of your goal scorers. He's come bang, banged the goal. Was he someone who scored a lot of goals in the, uh, before for Villa? Uh, well, that's honestly, that was his first goal against Everton. Um, so yeah, buying him from the Belgium league where it's one of those it's either going to be a hit or a miss. Um, but yeah, he does have some like good stats in the Belgian league. Uh, relatively, um, a lot of Belgium scouts said like highly rated young Brazilian. Obviously, Brazilian that whole nationality comes with some a little bit of flair with it. But uh, yes and no, a little bit inconsistent. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know how highly re- you can really rate. A 22-year-old, I think, scouting networks kind of just look at mm-hmm. uh, someone, and even if they're 22, they can either be fantastic or absolute crap, which I think is rubbish. But anyways, yeah, if you're, feel free to continue. I mean, you've also <laughs> got uh, Heaton as well. Like, obviously, he's not an outfield player, so I don't. it sounds like whether it's sort of insulting to say, oh, you're goalkeeper, but... Uh, that's the one I think was a very good signing for Villa. That was, I think, one of your most sort of short Yeah, signings. he's going to save us some points this season, and that's what I said when we bought him. So, yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, if I'm going to say my two for West Ham, um, you know what? I'm going to have to agree with the Allaire one. I think that's an obvious standpoint from anybody. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. Um, and he honestly, he does have some... Uh, some uh, Europa League pedigree from last year, if I remember correctly, with Frankfurt. So uh, that's good to have as well. And I think you guys will 
push on to that area as well, and he'll be able to lead you there. Uh, the second player, I w- honestly, I would have said Antonio because I was quite impressed with him before he got hurt. Um, but I think, honestly, that could be a big loss as well. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to be lazy and say Lanzini as well because it was going to be between one of those two. I would have picked Antonio, but I've always been a big fan of Lanzini. He's just one of those small, sneaky little players that gets into space. And yeah, he can be a little inconsistent, but he does offer a lot. And good for you guys for getting him down to another contract because I think he's crucial. Um, yeah. No, it was, it was great. It was one of the ones where you just don't want him to leave for free. But um, And I think you're right about Antonio. It was a loss because even though he wasn't, he only started, I think, one game for us. Each half that he played of football was our best half. Oh, really? So, I didn't even know that. That's actually insane. Yeah, like it was the best, it was the best half. And he was, he just, he's just a massive danger, um, lots of pace and lots of strength. So he, he's a miss, but we've got a lot of depth now in that area. So... Um, Thankfully, we're not in a situation now where we're desperate enough to bring on youngsters. So, oh, absolutely. But yeah, who's who's the um, the Villa ones then for you? Obviously, this is the interesting <laughs> one because obviously you. Oh, well. absolutely. Actually, I'll give a before I even say that I'll give a special mention to Felipe Anderson because that's who also I was thinking of, but I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Uh, but yeah, for the for the Villa ones, I'll. I'll differ a little bit more because I don't want to say the same ones over and over again, but I'm going to go with uh, Tyrone Mings. He has to be a uh, big uh, last two weeks for him, really. Um, actually, you know, it's been an amazing season for him so far. Um, the amount of block shot, I think we have the highest block shots through any team in the Premier League, which it's good and bad in some ways. Um, but he's crucial. He's someone, him and Angles essentially are two players that just anchor that defense with heat and it makes it even more important. So I'd have to go with Mings. Um, and um, I'm going to have to go with Big Wes up top. I just thought hit the game against Everton was great. I can't judge him off the Palace game because <laughs> I'm still bitter about that. But um, yeah, I'll have to go with Big Wes. I think he can offer something, a great hold-up play, and can bang in a few goals here and there. And he's already proven that against Everton. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, Jota as well is a good player. I think as well, that's someone I think you, you guys signed. He's um, actually like an experienced player. I think that was quite a good sign. Yeah, we mugged off Birmingham. So that was fantastic. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't too impressed with them. Um, if, viewers haven't listened to our previous one and want to go back and listen to uh, the three of us guys rant about being screwed over um, by Kevin friend. And we'll talk about, I kind of talked about Hata there. I wasn't impressed with them last game. There's a few clearances where he cleared it back into the box and it was a little bit of a scary moment, but no, he does offer something for, I think it was like 2 million pounds or whatever we got him for. You can't really complain cheap and cheerful signing. Um, but yeah, we'll leave that there and we'll uh, move on to some picks here. So, uh, Dan, I'll let you uh, give me your score prediction and your reason why. It's an interesting one. Um, obviously, Villa Park, it's not always an easy place to go. You've got to keep that in mind. It's, it's, it's annoying because I felt like we had momentum and then the initial international break comes in. Oh, absolutely. So I don't know if that yeah i don't know if that's going to affect it um yeah it's it's oh man part of me like there's obviously the part of me that feels like yes you know we're going to continue you know Watford, we done what norwich and and we sort of want a good run but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if i was to say my realistic like i put my money on it right i would say two all if i was to put my money on it just because it's way 
at Villa. Well, Ray record's not been too bad, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think the fans, the fact the Villa fans will be up for it. I think the players will be up for it. Um, night game. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to say two two. I was I was leaning, I was going two one, but if I had to put my money down, I'm gonna try and say I'm gonna say two two. Fair enough. Can I uh, get the goal scorers? <laughs> goal scorers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's definitely Alaire. I think we'll get a goal. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm gonna say Alaire and. Felipe Anderson, I think I can see getting a goal. I think he's due. He's, he's due a goal. Um, do you know? What? I'm gonna. I know it's. I know it's your show. I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say two one okay, West Ham. Okay. I'm because I'm making the trip. I'm making the trip. <laughs> I'm going down there. I'm staying overnight. Oh, look at you. Yeah. So my my brother actually lives sort of around in the Midlands area. So I'm staying down there. But um, so I'm gonna say two one. I'm okay. gonna say two. I'm gonna go with my heart. And say two one, um, and then yeah, goal. So goal scorer for Villa. I would I would probably then go with. I don't. Know, I could see Grealish getting a goal against us. I can see it just because usually it's players that we've been linked with, or there's there's some sort of connection. They seem to score against us like that. Yeah, I think he's um, doing as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can see him getting the goal. Um, but I think it's going either way. It's going to be a very, very close game. Oh, I can definitely see it like that. I'm going to be, uh, you know, well, I was going to say on the edge of my seat, but it'll be, we'll be standing up. But uh, now I'm going to be very nervous. Uh, what about you? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, this is tough because there's two sides of me. Uh, there's obviously the heart side, like you said, and there's the betting side. Um, if I, oh, I am a gambler. Don't gamble if you're <laughs> under certain age, kids. But uh, um, oh, Jesus, this is hard. Um, my the gambling side of me says like one all. The heart of me says two one. Um, I, yeah. I think uh, Villa as a club this year are going to be a home form team. I can already kind of see it just the way we played at home so far. Um, so and that's the way we were last year essentially. Um, on the second half, so that's definitely continued under Dean Smith. So I'm probably going to say. Oh God! Uh, let's go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna match yours, but reverse. I'm gonna go two one to Villa. I'm gonna go. Uh, Wesley's gonna get a goal, and um, this one's probably not gonna happen. But I just want to see Bajoran Angles get a goal because when he blocked a shot a couple games ago against Everton, he fist like literally fisted the air so hard I felt that passion. So I'll go with him from a corner, and I'll say. Alaire for West Ham because I just think it's inevitable. If you have him in your fantasy league team, I think it's an easy one for this game, especially. So, uh, we're I guess we're both going two one there, um, opposite sides, obviously. So, <laughs> kind of sticking with the theme of a preview, of course. But anyways, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for coming on. If you want to uh, plug some of your stuff right now, go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, obviously, the Aston Villa fans are more welcome to come over and um, check our channel out on West Ham Fan TV. We're going to do that, be doing like fan interviews after the game and things like that. If you want to hear how West Ham fans feel, whether we're going to be happy or or upset, um, so yeah, do do come over. You're all welcome there. I also have my other channel, Dan Damo and Jace, with my two best mates. If you want to check that out as some non-football content, then it's there. I have to say that because my mates in the room, so it'll be annoying <laughs> if I don't have my other channel. <laughs> uh, that's, that's more than yeah. fair 
Awesome. Yeah, so you can, of course, find them on Twitter at West Ham Fan TV, if I am correct. That's right, West Ham Fan TV. If you want to get me personally, it's at The Lawless, T-H-E Lawless. So either way, um, yeah, that's where we're at. Excellent. Well, I've been uh, Cole Petham. You can find me on Twitter at Talk Aston Villa. Of course, check out um, at seventy five hundred to Holt um, for all the updates. We're they're going big this year. I guess I should say we're going big this year now that I'm with the team. Um, and hopefully, we'll have another podcast out. Oh God, hopefully midweek next week. Of course, after the West Ham game. Uh, so we're not lazy. It's an international break. We took a break. We're, we're apologizing now. I'm apologizing on behalf of Dan and James. But anyways, I'll stop rambling. I'll leave it there. Thank you, guys, and talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs>